Welcome to Shocker Girl Radio. We've created a community of spiritual women who know that you can still enjoy the finer things while you're on your soul's journey to live your dharma and your most chakra-aligned life. Let's dive into this episode. Girl Radio. I am your host and spiritual BFF, Amberly Lyons, and we are on a mission to make the world more consciously chic and quantumly connected, one activated chakra at a time. Today, we have a very lovely and very knowledgeable guest. Her name is Teresa Chung. She is a dream decoding expert and best-selling author. She's been researching and writing about spirituality, astrology, dreams, the afterlife, the paranormal for the last 25 years. She has several international best-selling books, like an insane amount of books she's written. (laughs) And it's so, so powerful. She has a book called Dream Dictionary from A to Z, and it regularly sits at the number one on its category on Amazon, and it is regarded as a classic in its field. And today we're going to be chatting about lucid dreaming and one of her amazing books that is called How to Catch a Dream. And we are going to learn how to get those lucid dreams going. So welcome to the show, Teresa. Yay! I'm delighted to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Um all the way here from the UK. So it's lovely. The the miracle of modern technology, the way we can just talk like we're in the same room. I love it. Isn't it just so fun to be able to connect with people all over the world? Do you know that's been the one positive, you know, out of this dreadful pandemic in that we have embraced, you know, FaceTime, Zooming and connecting in a way that would not have happened, I think, without it. Even I I feel like with my family, like we, yeah, like I used to see my family all the time, but during while things were really locked down, we would have like long Zoom meetings and like play a board game together or we would FaceTime for like hours. And it was like, even when we're together, we weren't connecting this deeply. So it kind of like... It was like a new layer. It was very interesting. It's forced a whole generation who, you know, who are phobic about these things, you know, and I'm I'm a bit of a technological dinosaur. So whenever people used to say Zoom in 2018, 2019, I'd freak out. We've all become movie stars, haven't we? Because we're all looking at camera angles and lighting and... and (laughs) We're all so comfortable with it now. We should all have our own Netflix series now. We should. We really should. You definitely should because you do so many amazing things. So I can't wait to dive in. So let's just get into some fun rapid fire questions. I would love to know what your morning ritual is. Well, my morning ritual is the first half an hour is sacred and that's Teresa time where I I don't touch my phone first thing. I write in my dream journal. I do some breathing, some very relaxed meditating and I just have peace and quiet where it, it sounds selfish where it's all about me because I know the rest of the day is going to be about family, about work and everything else. So I really need that time and it really sets me up for the day. And if for some reason I oversleep or anything, I actually find the rest of my day is quite chaotic. Mm-hmm. So it's become a sacred thing for me now to set the tone and to practice gratitude and to, of course, dream decode, think about my nighttime dreams because that's when they're fresh in your mind to write them down and just to not touch my phone because the rest of the day, it tends to be glued to my hand these days because obviously it's the portal now yes. to, to the media and, and everything that I do. Yes, I know not touching the phone in the morning is key. I definitely did not. I already didn't do that today. So, <laughs> so hard, you know? but Sometimes I feel like I'm in this, this, this really sort of like codependent relationship with my phone. You yeah. know? <laughs> I know sometimes I just delete all the apps and like, I'm like, I'm only going to go on them from my computer, but then like, the next day I'm re-downloading them but that little point can be nice sometimes. (laughs) You can tell a lot about that person about the apps on their phone there's way too many uh, costas and starbucks on mine and (laughs) (laughs) okay what is your favorite crystal of the moment it's always at the moment it doesn't seem to change my I always gravitate to rose quartz Mm. because it's about unconditional love for yourself and others and um and it just just makes me smile. I yeah. have it on my windowsill. I have one actually, I can see uh, my rose quartz sitting. I'm in my office at the moment. 
just makes me smile and feel I can breathe out when it's around. And I carry one in my um, my bag as well when I go out. Yes, it's so special. I want to know about the craziest dream you've had. <laughs> Where to begin? <laughs> oh my goodness. Like anything in life, the more attention you pay to something, the more it's going to deliver back to you. And of course, I've been writing dream dictionaries and books about the power of dreams to heal and change your life for about 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm constantly being asked about, you know, what dream meanings are by the media, by radio, television. I was actually on TV over here in the UK on Monday on ITV this morning, dream decoding for for Dermot, uh, the host, who used to host the X Factor here. So it's constant. So because I pay so much attention to dreams, probably an extreme amount, of course, my nighttime dreams are really, really very, very, very vivid because of the attention I pay to them. So I, I couldn't answer that because I have crazy, crazy dreams. You know, I'm, I'm on the top of a skyscraper, I'm talking to the moon, or I can be walking backwards down the street and smiling and waving at people or talking to flowers. I mean, it's bonkers, but I love it. And I wake up in the morning and I write it all down and it gives me energy and understanding of my waking life because that's what dreams do they comment on your waking life and and try to offer you a really spiritual perspective on it in a symbolic way and I love that and it really helps me actually my dream if I if I actually on the rare occasion I wake up these days without any dreams on my mind I kind of feel a bit deflated Mm. Um, I want my nocturnal therapist to be talking to me every night I want to know that that part of my brain is firing and I can recall very clearly um, so <laughs> I haven't okay. really answered your question, but I honestly think of the of the most bizarre movie or or, or, or scenario and chances are I've dreamt it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love the nocturnal therapist. That is so I love that term. I've never heard that before, but it's so true. I can't wait to learn. That's, that's what non-lucid dreams are. I mean lucid yeah. dreams we'll talk about later, that's a different category, but ninety-eight or nine percent of our dreams are non-lucid that means we don't know we're having them when we have them and they are they are therapy they are cathartic they're your inner wisdom talking to you in a different language which is the language of symbol metaphor and puns and I say puns because the dreaming mind has a great sense of humor (laughs) and people take them far too seriously um I can tell you that the non-lucid dreams speak to you like a poet would because a poet doesn't just say well the sun rose the poet will describe the sun rising with all these glorious associations, you know, Shakespearean way. And that's how people could understand your dreaming mind is a real diva. It loves to be grand and symbolic and to spray you with metaphors, just simply to fire up your creativity and to give you a new perspective that you couldn't have when you're awake. And i tell you why you couldn't have that perspective when you're awake, because your logic and your reason would shut it down. Mm -hmm. See, the only thing missing in dreams is logic and reason. And that's why great ideas, great discoveries, great books, great works of art, great songs, great, so many great things in the world have been dreamt because in that surreal unconscious world, there's no logical reason or ego often to shut it down mm. um, and, and stop you making bonkers connections that you wouldn't make if you were wide awake. Sorry, mm. I've, I've gone on a what tangent. I do that all the time. Forgive me. <laughs> no, it was great. <laughs> great information. I can't wait to hear more about that. Before we dive into that, I want to know, I need to know what your sun, your moon and your rising is. Okay, I'm sun sign Aries, Mm. um, but that is very much tempered and toned down, thankfully, by my rising Virgo. Mm. And my moon, of course, is in Cancer, Luna, Cancer. So that's my my trinity. (laughs) And my my Saturn is in Pisces, which means that's kind of my teacher, you know, learning. Hopefully I've chosen the right path for Saturn in Pisces which is all about learning about the spiritual oh it all just makes sense doesn't it (laughs) (laughs) may I ask ask you yeah so I'm an Aquarius sun oh oh gosh I'm jealous almost 
geniuses are born under the sign of Aquarius, aren't they? I mean, I think I'm pretty smart, so yeah. <laughs> they are. They, 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 it's, it's unfair. It's intellectual, like there's an intellectual yeah. presence yeah. and like a desire for intellect. Like that's what excites me is like deep conversation and learning. Like so, yeah, I'm definitely fully in Aquarius. I'm a Leo rising, which is why oh, I would show wow. off. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic because yeah. you've got that but that's not really you you know oh. to dis distance yourself from the show that's yes. great <gasps> yes and then my moon is in Sagittarius the shooting arrows visionary yes yeah <laughs> excellent excellent oh. <laughs> so we just make sense it just makes sense do you know what your Saturn's in? Because that's oh my the gosh, you know what? I don't think I do. I don't, I mean, not off the top of my head, but now I, well, so what is Saturn? So Saturn well, is. Well, the reason I ask is because Adele, of course, has brought, you know, the, you know, the, the singer Adele has brought such significance to Saturn because she has a Saturn return tattoo on her right arm, I believe, mm. about the power of Saturn. And Saturn, you see, is the teacher of the Zodiac. It's where your karma lies. It's what you need to learn to evolve. I think it's the neglected sign in the zodiac that I'm, I'm trying to raise awareness of because people put so much emphasis on the other three. But for me, it's a celestial square that Saturn completes it because without learning, without, you know, we have to learn in life. And Saturn tells us where our growth can, you know, what really important for our growth. And Saturn returns every 27 or 28 years in the same position you were born with. That's why. Adele had tattooed that on her arm because her life fell apart then. Because typically, typically Saturn returns between age 27 and 29. And then it hits us again, age 57 to 59. And then again, if we're lucky enough, 87 to 89. And these tend to be where in those three age ranges, we, have, we are forced to really reflect on our life and think about, have we learned our lessons because if we have, we can evolve more gently. If we haven't, it's kind of a bit of a tough time. Mm -hmm. Sorry, again. <laughs> no, I'm like, I'm, now I'm like dying to know. I'm like scrolling through my phone trying to find where it is. But I'll find it. Everyone listening, just go online in your search engine and, and type in satin return calculator. All you need to do is put in your day, months and year of birth and then it will calculate it for you. Really, really powerful. That Because I think satin is where your growth, that's, you learn about the positives and negatives associated with that sign because that will really help your personal growth. Do you need your time of birth to, to know your Saturn? No, 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 you don't. No, you don't. You just okay. need the day, the time, and the year. Just set in return calculator. It's it's free on online and it's fascinating. You okay. see, Adele's Adele's uh, Saturn is in Sagittarius. Okay. Which is again about being the adventurer, constantly evolving um, and working towards being a humanitarian. Mm. And that's clearly where, she, where she's going Ugh, with her life. I have not listened to her new song yet. I need to get on it. It's called Easy On Me because it's almost like she's talking to, to her, her listeners about her traumatic time a few years ago when she had the divorce and she you know stopped singing and, and all that which wow. is coincided with her satin return so she's clearly deep into astrology hey she should go on chakra girl and talk to yeah. you yeah <laughs> we gotta get her on the show <laughs> oh, I love it I love it I love when celebrities are like secretly spiritual it's my favorite thing oh well you wouldn't get that too on you would you if you weren't no exactly that's how I feel okay yay so I want to know about your spiritual awakening and how that led to you choosing this career path well I don't think I mean I don't think I actually chose it it was kind of like chosen for me because I was born into a family of psychics and spiritualists um home educated and somehow, because this was way back in the, the 80s, I, from being home educated, I somehow ended up getting the grades to earn a place at King's College, Cambridge University, where I read theology and English. And it was mind blowing coming from that alternative lifestyle where everybody believed that dreams had power, astrology signs really mattered, and that you could talk to dead people. Because mm -hmm. I, <laughs> and then I went to King's College, Cambridge one of the very few girls at the time who went there and realized that not everybody 
like that. It was a real <laughs> wake-up call. But it was very powerful for me because I learned the importance then of looking at the other side, looking at the sceptical approach, looking at the you know people who are atheists, looking at different religions and different beliefs, seeing other points of view and having a balanced argument. Because, of course, I fiercely studied dreams when I was there as you know for, for my essays etc um, but I learned the importance of I couldn't just say well I believe because I've experienced it that's not enough I needed to bring in research I needed to bring in um, you know um, the other point of view and I also began to see that you know my approach to life was just one of many many millions and billions of approaches to life and all are beautiful as long as they harm no one mm-hmm. so that that really I guess when I was at Cambridge was my spiritual awakening mm-hmm. so, so when I left I was able to use my academic credentials to gently because it was a very skeptical time in the 90s here in the UK to gently start plugging away at writing books about the mystical and the thing is I was very fortunate to get publishing deal after publishing deal because they thought well hey she's Cambridge so you know surely she's not that awful term woo woo yeah Um, and I was able to gently slowly very slowly sort of publish year on year out books in this area but drawing on research you know academic research working with scientists and neuroscientists as I have done over the years Um, but the the way in initially was through dreams because that's what I love about dream decoding it's what I do the most media about because however skeptical a person is however they think they're non-spiritual they know that they dream and they want to understand those dreams. And it's kind of a way in to go more mainstream with our message, our spiritual message, because it doesn't unsettle people. Because if I went in there and started talking too much about, say, things like energy healing or astrology, especially when I do like BBC radio interviews, they would just treat me as, as a curiosity right. rather than someone to be taken seriously. So I do most of my say like for when I go on BBC or like ITV which I was on a Monday I was they did a viewer call in and people shared with me live their dreams and then I gave an on-the-spot interpretation but I didn't talk about spirituality I talked about it from a symbolic point of view and how your dreams you know research has shown that dream recall is good for your psychological and emotional well-being and that's how I've I've done it I've managed to I will try and mainstream it as much as possible and that's how I was able to to go on Russell Brand's Under the Skin as well. And, oh, and so, I love yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah I, I went on there in 2019. Wow. And he, he, he called, because if I'd written a book, say, for example, I'd written a book about precognition, the ability to sense the future. Now, with that book, I co-authored with a cognitive neuroscientist, Dr. Julian Mossbridge. Mm. So he was interested not in people who, think that they sense the future or say they're psychic that wasn't his interest he was interested in what's the science behind it is there science behind it parapsychology all that and that was the hook that that he called me in because I was based in the UK the the neuroscientist I co-authored with was based in the the US and I happened to live actually quite close to where Russell lives here in the UK so I went to his studio and we the first thing he was talking about well what scientific study you know shows that we can potentially predict the future so I was able to talk about my work with scientists there and everything and then after that when he started joking around I was able to talk a bit more about things like energy and and astrology or whatever but the initial call-in for that wonderful podcast he does, well, they've had some real icons on there, was because, first of all, I've been around so long here in the UK and, and I've got Cambridge. And then also because I co-authored with a neuroscientist, I was aware of that. So it, that's how I try to mainstream it a bit. Yeah, it's like you're like the bridge, like you're kind of like connecting the science and yes. the like the mainstream and um and just yes. being the kind of like quiet woo-woo behind it being like see <laughs> like this is what it is so I love that that's so powerful and that's what the world needs is like a way to for the people who are skeptics like they need to hear it in a way that they'll understand so I love that you bring in that other side thank you and as I say dreams are a great way to when we talk when I talk to skeptics and I've been on I've been on the Merseyside skeptics over here talking to we had a fantastic conversation because I I try to understand I always try to understand their point of view and I do I do get it 
And what's happening now, increasingly skeptics are beginning to become a bit more open-minded and to look at the role of the inner world, the invisible world. Yeah. And think, well, maybe, you know, and I think talking about the science really, really helps because yeah. there's so much, you know, there's so many visionary scientists now who are taking into account what happens within a person and not just the external yeah. So if, if you were to like sum up the, like, I want to, if you were to sum up, like, what is the science? And then also sum up what's happening, like on an energetic standpoint, because like, are we traveling to a parallel dimension? Like what's happening energetically and then what's happened happening scientifically? Energetically, I, I, mean, I wouldn't be able to say, I, I, I don't believe I'm psychic. I think I have intuitive ability. So I, I don't know. I sense, all I'm going to say is I sense that COVID has created a big shift within people. Yeah. I know that in my inbox and in the dramatic, and it has been dramatic increase in media interest in me. I mean, I've always had a trickle, but before that I was kind of in this niche category of, oh, bless her, she believes in fairies kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to, now, to now, you know, barely a week goes by when I'm not called up for a big podcast or a, a big TV appearance or something. And that is wonderful. And the hosts are really absorbed and engaged because COVID has made us all think, well, you know, we can lose our health in a moment. Our careers can go. Our careers don't define us. You know, who are we yeah. as a human? and what truly matters and I think that has been a big shift when we've all kind of become very contemplative you know we've been forced to because of lockdowns etc to really focus in on well what's the meaning of it all yeah you know, do, I, do I really want to go back to chasing you know likes and followers or, or climbing up the career ladder and stacking up money in the bank you know these things are great fun Mm-hmm. And they're all part of the human experience. But at the end of the day, when you're faced with life and death, as we have all been, does that really matter? Because nobody on their deathbed, as they say, as the cliche says, says they I, they wish they'd spend more time at the office. So, so many more people are thinking that way. And I don't think these people would have done right. without this big shock that we've all had. So I think energetically we are heading to a very, very different yeah, it's a great, more, more, great more awakening, like a, a mass awakening, which is really, really powerful, yeah. like shifting to a higher consciousness as a collective, which is, you know, really, we're beginning to see it and feel it. And people are starting to wake up to themselves and wake up to what's happening in the world. And it's, it's, it's an interesting time to say the least. Um, Podcasts like yours, you know, like Chakra Girl leading the, the way and it becoming so accessible now. Because yeah. as I said, 20 or 30 years ago when I was writing, you know, I, I was very much felt like a lone voice sometimes. It was all underground. It was all hidden, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and now it's very accessible, especially online and yes. the podcasting community. And so thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For <laughs> doing. Um, the science, the science. Yes. Oh, the yes. science is so exciting. I collaborate with the Institute of Noetic Sciences. Um, that's IONS which was founded in, I think, the 1970s by astronaut Edgar Mitchell in the States. Edgar Mitchell was the sixth man to walk on the moon. And when he was coming back from the, the moon, he had a transcendent experience, kind of an out-of-body experience. And when he landed, he actually found that experience more fascinating than walking on the moon <laughs> so he founded the institute of noetic science sciences in the united states and there are a team of scientists work there leading scientists like arnold delorme who pioneered eeg dr dean radin who is is, is kind of a celebrity paranormal um, scientist he often on shows like the unexplained etc uh, dr helena wabe who is a channeling expert dr garrett yount who talks about transcendent experiences and the powers of dreams. Um, Dr. Lauren Carpenter, who actually is a physicist who co-founded Pixar Studios. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of leading the way with research into the invisible, the psychic, the possibility of life after death. Another organization I work closely with is the Windbridge Institute, which researches mediumship. 
scientifically. So they are kind of publishing study after study, you know, studying psychics, studying people who've had paranormal experiences, studying dreams, studying afterlife signs, that kind of thing, and publishing quietly in scientific journals Mm -hmm. and I love the fact that they are very unbiased in what they publish but the overwhelming amount of what they publish suggests that there is something there it's really exciting and on top of that also of course you've got the cutting-edge research into near-death experiences right now led by Mm -hmm. Dr. Sanfania which shows that it's very possible that mind or consciousness can exist independent of body and brain. Now, if they they are kind of on their way to proving that through near-death experience research, more work needs to be done. But if they ever do prove it, it offers an explanation for the likes of reincarnation, for afterlife experiences, for telepathy, for precognition. So that's kind of where the science is. It's super exciting that scientists now are finally, after years of prejudice, beginning to investigate the role of feelings, intuition, energy in our lives. And they haven't done that before. So it's it's young, the research, but it is exciting. And it, the important thing is it it is happening and it is showing that science and spirituality are getting closer and closer each day. We're almost there being taken yep. seriously. How exciting. <laughs> so, okay. So where can we start decoding our dreams? Like, are there steps that we should take? Yes, sure. I mean, the first way of when you wake up in the morning is to write down some keywords. A lot of people get stressed about there has to be a right or wrong way to write their, down their dreams. There isn't. Just write whatever comes to your mind from a dream. You, If you tried to write your dream down in detail, you'd be there all morning and you've got lives to go to. Write down some key things that you saw. Was it a train? Was it a color? And then if you can't remember that, write down the emotion because the chances are the emotion you wake up in the morning has been inspired by a dream. Because even if you don't think you dream, you do, you're just not recalling it. So write that down, then put it away and get on with your day. I mean, we've all got lives to lead. And then before you go to bed at night, have a look at what you wrote down and just have a bit of fun using association with those and see what associations come around the symbols or words that you have written down and what perspectives they offer you on your waking life because contrary to what many people think your dream life and your waking life are not separate they are one your dream life is constantly commenting on your waking life and trying to send you messages in a symbolic form trying to offer you fresh perspectives and creative connections. And it will do that in a very, very, uh, as I say, artistic way. But it does that because it can say more through symbols than it can through just a word, if you understand what I'm saying. And it can really give you a make, it's like almost like a a brainstorming, (laughs) a supreme brainstorming session that you can do and you can get great insights that can really help you if you're having issues with your relationships or your career or you're not sure what what you need to be doing or or it it just really enriches your life. So that's how I would suggest people start decoding their dreams. Of course, I'd recommend some of my dream dictionaries because I do an A to Z of common dream symbols. These are symbols you're most likely to dream about. And I give universal archetypal interpretations. Mm -hmm. However, I will say that the best person to interpret your dreams is always you. Because, for example, if you dream of a dog and you love dogs, as I do, when a dog appears in your dream, it's going to be a symbol of unconditional love, loyalty, companionship, a beautiful life. However, if you have had a bad experience with a dog and you're frightened of it, if a dog appears in the dream, it's going to have a very, very different interpretation. So always bear in mind your personal associations as well as the the common and archetypal ones to see what um, meanings will come from that. Okay, so let's have a quick chat about luxury and spirituality. If you are listening to this, I am sure you enjoy the finer things in life, that you're super intentional, and that means you would love my jewelry brand, Prism. And no, 
It's not that hippy-dippy spiritual jewelry. It's like chic, elegant, gold and silver jewelry with your choice of diamonds or white topaz, and every piece is made with intention. We have a solar plexus activating necklace that makes you more abundant, and I get so many compliments on it. It's called the Sunray Necklace. We have a moon necklace that reminds you to honor all sides of yourself, even your shadows, and we have an entire fifth dimension 5D consciousness collection if you are ready to go super deep into your ascension. And I'll also add that I have two beautiful co-founders. One of them is my amazing friend Chantal who designs all of our jewelry. And the other is Whitney Rose from the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Yes. One of my business partners is one of the Real Housewives and I have married all my favorite things in life, spirituality, fashion, and reality TV. But I digress. It is time to treat yourself, get something chic. Don't wait for someone else to buy jewelry for you. Women have this weird thing about buying jewelry for themselves, but in my opinion, jewelry is something that becomes part of your soul. So you need to pick it out for yourself with your intentions in mind. So go treat yourself. I'm giving you 11% off anything on the shop. Yes. A discount for diamonds. It's unheard of. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use chakra girl at checkout. And every piece also comes with an intention setting ritual to infuse your own intentions into your jewelry to just create the best life. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use code chakra girl at checkout. Okay. Interesting. I feel like a dream that I have repeatedly and I, other people that I know have it too, is where like my teeth fall out. What does that mean? Super common. I think it's in the top five dreams because there is a top 10, um, <laughs> top 10 dreams. You know, I run through those quickly, flying, falling, being yeah. chased, cheating, being nude, needing to read a ret- use a restroom, death and dying, being in an out of control vehicle, being late, being back at school, being back in your being childhood scenes. And in that you know, I think I've done more than 10, but in that 10 frequently, teeth falling out is an yeah. age old dream, which has actually increased in this social media age where we're all concerned about our appearance, because of course it's not very attractive when you have no teeth and you smile. So, but more deeper than that, that's a very surface level interpretation. Think about the first time our teeth fall out, fall out is when we're a baby, because it signifies change to a next stage of life. So what it could suggest if you're having a teeth falling out dream is that your dreamy mind is saying to you, prepare for change, evolve, mature. That's what it's saying. Something's afoot, something's changing in your life. So just go with it. There's nothing you can do to stop it. Just as you can't keep your baby teeth in, just go with it. Third interpretation to look at also with teeth is communication. Anything with the teeth, mouth and throat in dreams is about communication. Perhaps, obviously with you, because that's your your, your oh, world. Right, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's how you communicate yeah. and what you're saying. So that's obviously where your thinking is. And, you, you know, and, and so, so look about that. That's something that you've said that you think, oh, maybe I could have said that better or thinking about how you're going to say something. So all these things. But I would say the main interpretation is change. But okay. change is good. We're going to have to link everyone to dream journal. Everyone's going to want to buy that. I know I um so what if we don't remember our dreams because some people just don't remember them at all well I think after listening to this podcast the chances are they might have a dream it might trigger a dream tomorrow because as I said like anything in life if your attention is focused on something that's where you get your reward where your attention is right so your people listening right now and thank you for listening everyone you will be thinking about your dreams and thinking have I got a dream do I dream And that's all your dreaming mind needs. Because I often think of the dreaming mind as like a friend that's been texting you forever and you keep brushing them aside and ignoring them. Or occasionally when when you do acknowledge a a text, you dismiss it as nonsense. So after a while, your friend gets a bit despondent and less willing to text you. draw attention and sort of you know say wave and say here I am so you've got to give your dreaming mind a bit of confidence that when it does surface you're actually not going to dismiss it as nonsense you're going to take it seriously you're going to respect it because that's what your dreaming mind wants it's your respect and you should respect it because actually your dreams are your nocturnal intuition talking to you so disrespecting your dreams is very sad because it's like you're ignoring 
an untapped potential within yourself, a part mm -hmm. of you. Your dreams are you. You are dreaming about your life and who you are as a human being. According to the Talmud, a dream that's not interpreted is like receiving a letter from someone who knows you better than you know yourself, a handwritten letter, and just not opening it and reading it. What a loss. What a loss. Oh, I love that. Okay, so let's have a quick chat about luxury and spirituality. If you are listening to this, I am sure you enjoy the finer things in life, that you're super intentional, and that means you would love my jewelry brand, Prism. And no, it's not that hippy-dippy spiritual jewelry. It's like chic, elegant, gold and silver jewelry with your choice of diamonds or white topaz, and every piece is made with intention. We have a solar plexus activating necklace that makes you more abundant, and I get so many compliments on it. It's called the Sunray Necklace. We have a moon necklace that reminds you to honor all sides of yourself, even your shadows, and we have an entire fifth dimension 5D consciousness collection if you are ready to go super deep into your ascension. And I'll also add that I have two beautiful co-founders. One of them is my amazing friend Chantal, who designs all of our jewelry. And the other is Whitney Rose from The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Yes, one of my business partners is one of The Real Housewives. And I have married all my favorite things in life, spirituality, fashion, and reality TV. But I digress. It is time to treat yourself. Get something chic. Don't wait for someone else to buy jewelry for you. Women have this weird thing about buying jewelry for themselves, but in my opinion, jewelry is something that becomes part of your soul. So you need to pick it out for yourself with your intentions in mind. So go treat yourself. I'm giving you 11% off anything on the shop. Yes, a discount for diamonds. It's unheard of. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use chakra girl at checkout. And every piece also comes with an intention setting ritual to infuse your own intentions into your jewelry to just create the best life. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use code chakra girl at checkout. Every dream not interpreted, even the mundane dreams you think have no, no meaning, they do. Every single dream is a priceless gift from your unconscious. Treasure it. Mm. Treasure it. I, I mean, as I say, I wake up feeling sad if I haven't got dreams on my mind. Okay. So let's have a quick chat about luxury and spirituality. If you are listening to this, I am sure you enjoy the finer things in life, that you're super intentional. And that means you would love my jewelry brand Prism and no. It's not that hippy-dippy spiritual jewelry. It's like chic, elegant, gold and silver jewelry with your choice of diamonds or white topaz, and every piece is made with intention. We have a solar plexus activating necklace that makes you more abundant, and I get so many compliments on it. It's called the Sunray Necklace. We have a moon necklace that reminds you to honor all sides of yourself, even your shadows, and we have an entire fifth dimension 5D consciousness collection if you are ready to go super deep into your ascension. And I'll also add that I have two beautiful co-founders. One of them is my amazing friend Chantal, who designs all of our jewelry. And the other is Whitney Rose from The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Yes, one of my business partners is one of The Real Housewives. And I have married all my favorite things in life, spirituality, fashion, and reality TV. But I digress. It is time to treat yourself. Get something chic. Don't wait for someone else to buy jewelry for you. Women have this weird thing about buying jewelry for themselves, but in my opinion, jewelry is something that becomes part of your soul. So you need to pick it out for yourself with your intentions in mind. So go treat yourself. I'm giving you 11% off anything on the shop. Yes, a discount for diamonds. It's unheard of. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use chakra girl at checkout. And every piece also comes with an intention setting ritual to infuse your own intentions into your jewelry to just create the best life. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use code chakra girl at checkout. Mm. But actually, you're talking about how you, can, how you can trigger dream recall. So first of all, pay attention to it. Take it seriously. Before you go to bed at night, put a pen and paper by your bed. That's a kind of a, a visual reminder. And just gently say to yourself, because your brain's very receptive just before you fall asleep to what you say to it um practice gratitude for the day but then say send me some dreams tonight you know offer me some insights and um and then in the morning I'm going to remember my dreams and it's going to be fun then first thing in the morning when you wake up 
try not to fidget too much because any physical movement takes you from the world of the unconscious into the world of the conscious too rapidly. That's why I don't, if a dream recall actually being woken by an alarm is not very good. It's too abrupt a transition. And the unconscious world is too subtle and gentle to make its presence felt. It's the world, I mean, you've got to think of the world of the unconscious as the world of your heart, the world of your feelings, the wisdom of your intuition. And it cannot compete with the harshness of your ego and with logic and reason. They are dominant during the day and they have to be for our survival. Uh, we need we need logic and reason to get going and be practical with our day. So waking up gently, preferably without an alarm, and then staying still for the first minute with your eyes closed so you're still in the dream state and just asking images to come to you. And then as soon as they come, write them down immediately because if you don't, if you go to the bathroom first or have a glass of water, you will forget. Mm. I feel like this is all strength, strengthens the intuition too. Like when you, I, I feel like for myself, my intuition, the way that it built was really learning how to like connect dots, whether that meant, you know, reading something in a book and being like, oh, how does this, uh, you know, how would this lesson work in my life? So I was like connecting dots. And then with, with things yeah. like dreams, like thinking of your dreams and like connecting the dots and being like, okay, what does this actually mean? And that is what actually strengthens our cognition and strengthens our, our intuition. So yeah, it's just, it's like, it's, I feel like it's probably something that just gets stronger and stronger over time. The more you do it, the better it gets and the richer and more rewarding your dream life is. And I, I could run through so many great discoveries, works of art, ideas, innovations yeah. that have been inspired by visions in a dream. It really is an incredible untapped resource, which because we've had such a heavy emphasis on science and the material and what's outside ourselves in recent years, people have just shelved dreams as random, meaningless firings of the brain. But the great news is science, modern science scientists and dream experts now believe now it, the idea that dreams are meaningless random firings of the brain is in a minority opinion now among scientists the great majority believe that dreams recall is extremely important for your emotional and psychological well-being and i could not be happier with the, with that development yeah there is so we can answer our own questions like we can we can work through our own issues without looking outside of ourselves yeah, as I say, it's far much cheaper than therapy and counseling. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So I want to talk about lucid dreaming. So your book, How to Catch a Dream, is like a toolkit teaching people how to lucid dream and how to use that tool to improve their lives. Yeah, so I'm super excited. Thank you. But how to catch a dream? It's um uh, HarperCollins is publishing it, my publisher of the Dream Dictionary. Um, and it's out January in the UK, I think July in the States, but obviously available, I think, on Kindle on Amazon. And it basically um, my dream dictionary covers most aspects of dream decoding, but it could didn't have the word count allowance for lucid dreaming, mm -hmm. which is that ability to know your dreaming when you're dreaming. Now, lucid dreaming is the holy grail of dreaming. It's when you know you're dreaming when you're dreaming. And uh, if you want to have an idea of what that's like, go and watch Inception with Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> As you can imagine how many times I've watched that movie. I love, love, love it. And you um, can't imagine how many times I've dreamt about Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> <laughs> You know, he's always washed up on a beach. I'm a beach in yeah. Hawaii. He's there, Inception star. No, I agree. I, I, do you know why I love that movie and, and the lovely video so much? Is because I first published my dream dictionary in 2006, and I said it did really well. But then Inception hit the cinemas. Christopher Nolan himself is a vivid, lucid dreamer. In fact, Inception was inspired by a dream he had. Most of his movies are. And that, sorry, I'm going on a tangent again. Trees of folk. It's because you mentioned Leo. You look at me. I'm like, like I'm going all over the place. But I love that movie because it made dreaming cool, as did the Matrix movies. And the Matrix is coming back this December. I'm so excited. Oh, oh my gosh. The world needs Neo. it. Neo, Morpheus and Trinity. Yes! <laughs> Um, but it makes dreaming cool and it, it what they are showing is how powerful dreams are to create 
create a world of creativity and beautiful connections. And um, I love it because it makes more a whole new gen generation fall in love with dreams again. And it makes them cool because dreams weren't that cool before then. But in post-inception, they have been, especially mm -hmm. among the tech community. I found the tech community, the gaming community, they love lucid dreaming. And Xbox, would you believe, is asking gamers to send in their dreams to for, for material for games. Oh, you know? wild. Yeah. That's crazy. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Okay. I know. It's. A, I feel like it's become a thing, and I'm seeing it more and more. So if we want to, so I mean, what's the benefit of lucid dreaming? Like when we are in a dream and we know we're dreaming, what are some things, what are some ways that we can use that as a tool to help ourselves? Well, um, research shows that the brain doesn't know the difference between a lucid dream and when you're awake, Right. which means that you can practice skills, you can boost your confidence, you can certainly boost your creativity, you can role play, you can be or do anything. And the ability to do it in a dream and it can, is the massive confidence boost. It really is in your waking life. So for example, if you feel a bit shy or nervous about something, you can lucid dream it. And then in waking life, you can do it because you've role played, you've been there before. But more than that, it's tremendous fun. Mm. It's safe. You know, you're not going to harm anyone. You can meet and understand your shadow side. You know, many of our dreams are very anxious and stressful because we are encountering our shadow. And a lot of people are afraid of their shadow. That's the potential within us to be negative, to be toxic, to be angry, to be hateful, to be deceitful, to kill all these things that are part of being a human being. And in our waking life, of course, we're decent people. You know, we don't express all that mm -hmm. however it is within us and our dreams allow us to cathartically express all that in a safe way and then when we're awake to choose not to because that's the definition of inner strength you see is knowing you have the potential for toxicity with negativity within you but to not act on it yeah um, there's no better feeling when you have a dream that you did something bad and then you wake up and you're like whoo <laughs> Teaching dreams, especially like that, but it's so yeah. healthy because yeah. it's basically, you don't have to act on it. Right. Because it shows you have a choice because repressing and denying that you have this within you is the road to nowhere, to unhappiness. Mm -hmm. You have to understand I have this potential because I'm a human being. Just as that in the world, there's day and night, right? Within me, there is good and there is bad. However, oh. I have choice. I and love it's like, this. It's like accepting our shadows. Of course it is. And it's like mm. that wonderful story, isn't it? If, if, if the, the child who asked the elder of the tribe, you know, about the two wolves within us, one that's vicious and evil and ugly and hateful, and the other wolf who is kind and empathetic and, and, and caring. And the child asked the elder of the tribe, which wolf wins in this battle within us? And he says, the one you choose to feed. Mm -hmm. And that's what dreams are showing you. You don't need to feed that part by don't act on it. However, it's within you. So deal with it in, in your nocturnal <laughs> way. Yeah. And then when you get up, know it's, know it's not you and, and choose the better part. Okay. I, so I have had some like scary lucid dreams though, where I'm like, is there like a demon in my bed with me? Like what is happening? Like, where it's like, I feel it's like my brain's awake, my body's asleep and like there's scary shit going on. And I'm like, how, like I, I'm like trying to wake myself up. So what well, that, can you do in that, that situation? That's that's the twilight stage when you're just about to go into to the dream state when your body is asleep, as you say, but your your brain isn't. And what happens then is that sometimes you can get some sort of very frightening images. When that happens again, just stay calm. You are conscious. You are in control. Your dreams can never hurt you, yeah. right? They are actually your best friend. Even if they send you nightmares and demons, it is a priceless gift to help you. If you start understanding that your dreams have your back, even when they send you really shocking and disturbing images, it's because they're trying to help you deal with it and cathartically release and express things. If you have that approach, it won't, hopefully it won't be so frightening again. Right. And 
transform that demon into a flower. You can do it. Because what lucid dreaming shows is that you have the ability to influence your dreams. You do, you're not a victim. It's showing you can actually control what happens in your dreams to a certain extent. You can't control everything. It's like trying to control the ocean. That's impossible. But you can influence it. You can build a boat and sail on the ocean, right? You can do that in your dreaming life as well. So knowing that you are always in charge, what your dream's trying to do is empower you, show you, you don't have to be swept away by this fear. You're in charge. Have beautiful images instead. But it is what you're happening is probably sleep paralysis as well, that sometimes people can experience that. It can be alarming, but hopefully once they read up about it, um, they will know that it, it can easily be managed. And so with sleep paralysis, like the sci- there is like a science behind that too, oh, right? Yes, there is. Yes, there is. And, you know, people listening and they have very, very disturbing nightmares. Of course, if it really is unsettling you, please go and see a doctor. But if you could start thinking of your nightmares as simply tough love, Mm-hmm. your dreaming mind has been trying to get a message to you about something that it wants you to know about yourself as a human being and your waking life, but you're not listening to the gentle rainbows and, and clouds messages it's been sending before. It's having to use shocking images because it knows that you're going to pay attention. Right. Like that's why you get nightmares because you are going to remember them. Yes. So what are some lucid dreaming tips so we can kind of get into the uh, like kind of owning that strength of while we're in the scary dream or while we're in the you know that lucidity that we can kind of shift shift it and and turn it into something that's more of a lesson what are some tools that we can use to practice being able to do that oh you want to be into how to trigger a lucid dream well it's elusive or, how, or even just how to find the lucidity yeah like how to yeah. how to like yeah. train yourself to be conscious Oh, okay. I get it. I get you can train it. It is possible to train it, but it's never going to be something that you can command. Right. Your dreaming mind is too free for that. However, there are things you can do that can dramatically increase the likelihood of that happening. Um, and that's what How to Catch a Dream is about. I've tried to distill there all the things that worked for me because. Post inception, I realized that I had always focused on dream decoding and I'd had one or two lucid dreams. You know, I I had had lucid dreams before that, but not on a regular basis. And I wanted more after inception. So I spent the last 10 years researching every single lucid dreaming technique you can imagine to see what worked for me, because it wasn't happening like every week as some people say it happens it was quite rare for me and I talk about that in the book that I wanted to have more of them I went on lucid dreaming retreats I tried courses etc and I found actually that the more I did all that the worse it got the less dream I actually started not enjoying dreaming anymore Mm -hmm. so I had to sort of start enjoying first of all start enjoying my dreaming again and not get intense about it not try to meditate for hours and do, you know, have herbal cocktails, none of that. Some very, very simple techniques actually were were what created the shift for me and ones that I still practice today. And I I would say I have a lucid dream about once a month now, and that's more than enough actually, because they're so dramatic. And um, what these techniques are, simple ones, like right now, people listening, just ask yourself, are you awake or are you dreaming? Do that during the day. Whenever you say, check your watch or your phone or or send a text to have a have a have a have something that is your kind of lucidity trigger and you will find that because your dreams reflect your day what you do in the day will, will will be will transfer into your dream life so that once one day you will find your in one night you'll find yourself in a dream checking your phone or whatever in a dream and you will ask yourself that question and if you see your phone suddenly growing wings or your your fingers growing animal fur you know this is too fantastical it's a lucid dream i'm awake in my dream here we go so that's one very tried and tested technique another tested another way is actually to immerse yourself during the day in alternative realities now there is a strong connection between gamers and lucid dreaming now i don't want everybody to think um they have to go away and become hardcore gamers you only need 30 minutes a day and actually gaming has been proven to be very good for cognitive function, for hand-eye coordination. It's actually good for keeping your brain fit. 
but like anything in life moderation please because gaming can get quite addictive yeah. but actually when you're in a video game one i love is skyrim i i play that so many times you are immersing yourself in an alternative reality like the world of your dream so you're rehearsing the dream state whilst you're awake if you don't want to game lose yourself in a great novel more often lots of us have, have stopped reading novels these days i found that in my, my surveys and that you know people are tending more to sort of like scroll their phone or read non-fiction or you know people not enough people are losing themselves in a fantastic novel an alternative world again practicing that alternative reality and then the third another way is, is great movies you know fantasy movies um I, and i list in the book some wonderful dream inspired movies of course inceptions up there but mm -hmm. there's so many that have been inspired by dreams um because you're losing yourself in a reality and you can kind of, that that will start factoring into your dreams i mean there are there are other techniques more advanced techniques i talk about in the book as well which are tried and tested lucid dreaming ones but they're very very complicated and i keep them right to the end of the book if you really really want to try them but in moderation yeah. the most important message of the book is please don't go to, to down the rabbit hole with this don't stress about it stress is the enemy of great dreaming and, and anything in life. Um, but it's perfectly doable to start kickstarting this ability to lucid dream. And the more you think about dreaming, the more you read about it, the more you talk about it, the more you share your dreams, the more your dreams will reward you. Trust me, I should know. I've been writing about them forever. <laughs> <laughs> you really have. Oh my gosh, so amazing. You are just a wealth of knowledge. So we are going to move on to the next segment called Manic Moments and Manifesting, where we talk about our last meltdown and the last manifestation that came from it. And I can go first. So I actually had like a very wild thing happen to me last weekend and it was very irresponsible. I know it was, but I was at my family, my my family's cabin and my cousin got a Ouija board as like a gag gift and we'd been drinking wine and we're like let's play which a do not do this when you're drinking because when you're drinking is when you're open for spirits to come and haunt you so we're playing this game and all of a sudden my aunt was sleeping upstairs and we hear her screaming and she was like yelling and screaming in her sleep while we're like channeling this spirit. And we're like, oh my God, now she's haunted. And so we like went upstairs and like woke her up and we're like, are you okay? And she's like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. And then the next morning, she didn't even remember any of it. She didn't remember us coming in there. She was just like, she didn't remember the dream. She didn't remember any of it. And it was, we were like, oh my gosh, what did we do to her? <laughs> Oh my word. <laughs> so I, I have like a little Kuan Yin. She's the goddess of kindness and compassion, Chinese goddess. And I have, I bring her little statuette with me anytime I go overnight somewhere. And so I went and I put it because she kept, even after we woke her up, she kept doing it. So then we went and we put the, I put the little Kuan Yin statue on her nightstand as a little guardian. And then the screaming stops. And then she woke up and she was like, what the hell is this on my nightstand? It's brilliant. Oh gosh. I don't know if I can compete with that. <laughs> I know this is this was my best one in a while. Oh, but I feel like gosh. the manifestation that came from that is um I mean, A, manifesting, having this podcast a couple of weeks later to talk about it. Um, but also I, um, I was like really worried because I started coming, when I came home, I started having those scary lucid dreams again. And I was like, now I'm haunted. But no. I feel like it was just because I was like stressed out and like drinking and like eating like with, you know, bacon every day with my family, which I don't usually do. But then a the manifestation was that Shaman Durek. So we're kind of like, like online friends. I don't know if this was like a marketing email or what it was. It seemed like a personal email. And he was like, Hey, Amberly, like your spirit guides have been talking to me. And, um, they, they wanted to give you this message. And it was, it was literally this like prayer that was like a clearing and cleansing prayer. And so I start, I did that for a couple of days and then the dreams started getting better and the sleep started getting better. So I feel like I, I, my spirit guides kind of came through for me and, and now I'm not haunted. So 
You're not haunted. You've got... <laughs> And the only thing haunting you is angels and yes. good vibes. No. Yes. Whoa. It was really wild. Oh. And now I've learned I've learned the lesson. No Ouija board when you're drinking. That's a new new lesson. No uh, dream decoding when you're drinking either. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I well, I, I well good. That's actually a good question. Like I'm assuming like alcohol like affects your dreams, right? It puts it stress. As I say, it just heightens them I, I, and, and it can also dull them. So I would best to avoid. avoid. You do not need supplements or alcohol or cheese no. as people say to have dreams. You don't need any of that. Jeez. I love that. Okay, tell us about your last meltdown. Well, it kind of was like an extraordinary moment for me because, I mean, I write a lot, you know, in my non-dream books, I write a lot about signs and synchronicities and coincidences and the power of that in our life, the invisible in our life. And I started off October. This is the second, this is the first week of October. I was busy working on my next book. And um, sometimes, you know, my, my mind wanders and I, um, I play on YouTube as we all do. And the first thing to hit me this morning was um, one of these things I often get and I, I never actually look at them was like, you have to look at this video because heaven has a message for you. Mm. And I just thought, oh, go on, I'll have a look. It was beautiful music. I can't even remember what it was. I wish I'd noted it down because it fell off my feed and it was like, October is going to be extraordinary for you. Um, just be aware something extraordinary is going to happen. So I thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, in my life, extraordinary thing happen all the time. What could be more extraordinary than like talking to Russell Brand or doing these podcasts or, you know, I, I do quite a lot of, as you can imagine, very out of this world things, you know, I go to seances or, or whatever. And then literally <laughs> a few days later, I got a message from <laughs> people in the States saying, you're not going to believe this. Bella Hadid. <gasps> Stop. <laughs> has posted a photo on her Instagram to her 46 million followers of your dream dictionary. Oh my gosh. That is amazing. <laughs> I said, what? I mean, it, it, it's basically, I think it was um, October. And the thing is, this was about two weeks after it happened. I'd been noticing actually my followers were building and everything. And I was getting a deluge. Just, I had no idea. And I thought, what? <laughs> oh my gosh, that is amazing! It's still up there, and it's 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 in a it's in a story. I think it's around the seventh or eighth of October. I can't remember because I got the message um, a week or so later. She's in a picture of her in a green dress. It's on her Instagram, and it's this and it's the behind her picture. She's done a series of three pictures. I'm the second picture, and it's my dictionary. Oh, and then okay, I love that. And then they're like a million or so likes. <laughs> like, what? Oh um, my god! I, I do not know Bella Hadid. Um, uh, and but I just wow that. And my dream, you see, these has always been to mainstream mm -hmm. what I write about to mainstream dream decoding. And the universe gave me this gift. Oh, and that then, is so magical. Yeah. So I mean, I know I I'm, it, it was just one of these. I, that was when I had to do a, am I awake or am I dreaming? Yes, <laughs> yeah, yes, <laughs> the, the lucid dreaming cool. question. Oh, that's I so amazing. I, I love the Hadids. Like they're so spiritual yes. and they're so, I don't know. There's just something about them. I love their mom. They're all great. Yolanda commented on my book as well. It was like, really? yeah, and it was like on the post, it was like, you know, miss you baby and it was almost like this book was there because they'd obviously been decoding their dreams yeah. and I thought geez it was my 2006 edition that book originally came out as the element encyclopedia of 20,000 dreams it's a beautiful hardback oh a really lovely cover uh, with surreal images but I thought my, my goodness and the wonderful thing is I have two children 23 and 21 and most of the time they laugh at me or dismiss me and I can tell you they went insane oh. <laughs> you should send them. have you sent them another you should send them your other books I'll send you the screenshot if you like. If you want to yeah, I, I know. I, I'm, I'm going to scroll through and find it. But you should try and see if Harper's Collins can track them down and send them your other books. 
I don't think, I mean, I think they must be, they must get inundated. I think she probably gets 20,000 requests a day. But my agent did say, you just cannot buy that kind of publicity. Right? I mean, this for her, from her heart, you know, she Aww. doesn't post books and she just, you know, and it just shows how mainstream and, you know, how younger people, I think she's only 24, 25. Yeah. Are, are really, really evolving and interested in the inner world. The inner world is becoming center stage. Oh my gosh, um, 100%. And I, I like, like when I started my business too, not many, like no one my age, you know, at the time I was yeah. 20, in mid twenties, no one knew what chakras were. Or no one, no. Was, you know, people weren't really meditating. Some people were maybe starting to do yoga or whatever, but uh, I remember saying this, I'm like, I want to make this mainstream, like people need to know this, like it's changed my life so much. So I totally get it. Like that is the dream is when someone who is like a household name for, you know, this generation to be, you know, in, in, taking in what you're creating. That's so, so magical. But in particular, you know, the night before I found out as well, I dreamt I was flying, which is always a wonderful uh, one. I love those dreams. My favorite. But it was more the me looking at that video. I mean, it's this wonderful synchronicity because it said yeah. the universe has got a surprise for you. That was all the words in the, and I just thought, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now we know, trust the YouTube videos. <laughs> just so you know. The thing, I mean, it probably it went on my feed because obviously I'm interested in all this and those are the videos kind. I mean, I, I love watching like lectures about all these issues to how the mind works and, um, you know, are angels real? Is there an afterlife? I'm 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 hungry for knowledge. I always yeah. have been. So like, everything that's that's new and current, I try to keep abreast of it. I have to in my work, you know, when I'm asked about it with interviews like this, I want to be able to, you know, give the latest research, not something that's like 10, 20 years ago, but what's yeah. happening right now. And that's the thing is with Catch a Dream is that I've got the latest lucid dreaming research in there and where the, where science, science is now in researching lucid dreaming and its potential for healing and changing our lives. But it's more also about lucid living, that book as well, because I try to show people that you cannot separate your dream life from your waking life. They are one. So if you want a great dreams, have a great life, you know, the two balance each other and your dreaming life is trying to help you have a great life all the time. Stop fear, fall in love with your dreams and you start falling in love with yourself. Yeah. And that's what we all need to do. We all need to love ourselves a bit more and dream, dream decoding is, is a way to do that. Mm. It's a path to self-awareness and self-understanding because self-understanding is the beginning of all wisdom. And then from self-understanding comes self-care and self-love. And then after that, you can then go out and be humanitarian and empathetic and helpful towards other, but get that base first. Mm. That sort of base where you're not too much of a wounded healer. Yes, that is so beautiful. Oh my goodness, Teresa, where can everyone find, where can we buy your books? Where can we find you online? Oh, thank you so much. Well, the Dream Dictionary, A to Z, in the States, it's exclusive to Barnes & Noble. Um, I have all the, I only found out about that recently, actually, that Barnes & Noble did a deal for it in, I think, 2008. Mm. And I've been saying to people, go on Amazon. It is on Amazon, but you only get it from sellers. Um, it's exclusive mm. to Barnes & Noble. Of course, it's on Amazon.co.uk. It's available there because I'm based in the UK. And um, if you want to find out about me, I'm on Instagram. The Teresa Chung is my handle. I'm on Twitter. Um, I have a bigger presence on Facebook too. And my website is www.teresachung.com. And you can subscribe to my newsletter and, um, and find out lots more about me there <laughs> if you <Yay>. want to. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you so much. This has been a, very fun. B, very inspiring. And C, we've got a lot of tools that we can actually start using. Uh, so I'm super excited to come back to the dream decoding and the lucid dreaming and, and just doing it on my own too. And I hope everyone listening is going to go on a dream loving journey and start really using that powerful tool that we have every single night. And we want to hear about it. So 
shoot me a DM, tag us on Instagram. Let us know how your dream decoding goes. And thank you guys so much for listening. And we will check you out next week. Bye guys. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to follow along with us on Instagram at Shocker Girl Co. And if you loved this episode, please give us a five-star review and write us a little comment. We'd love to hear from you.